Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Welcome to Voice of the Church. My name is Pastor Greg Bilsma, and I have the privilege of bringing you God's Word for the month of February. We are so thankful to do so because the Bible is always the foundation of faith and life, the anchor for the soul that shows us God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that we may live for Him. So many things in our culture are changing. So many questions of truth can exist. But God's Word is forever sure. When we began our series, we did so with a quote from John Piper. He said, you don't have to know a lot of things for your life to make a lasting difference in the world, but you do have to know the few great things that matter, and then be willing to live for them and die for them. We have seen that our focus and comfort and security is not to be found in the things we can store up for ourselves on earth. As we looked at Luke 12, 16-21, we have seen for how we can have a life of confidence and be free of anxiety as we remember the Lord and remember the Lord through His Son as a God who is our Father, a God who cares for us and a God who has the ability to provide for us, freeing us from anxiety and worry to live our lives for Him. And that's the question we want to zero in on today. Our truths that anchor us are not only comforting for us. They not only encourage us, they not only give us an anchor, they motivate us, they change us. The truth of God's word enlivens us, gives us purpose, gives us focus. And what is to be that focus? What are our lives for? Luke 12, 29 to 31 says this, and do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind for all these things the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. What is the goal of the life that has been gripped by the great truth of who Christ is and who God is as our Father in heaven? A life gripped by this great truth is freed to seek first the kingdom of God. It is prioritized to live for the glory of God in all things. What does this mean? What does it look like? That's our focus today. First and foremost, what is this kingdom of God that we are to seek? What is it? Well, the kingdom of God is the place where God reigns triumphantly. When you think of an earthly kingdom, it's the place where a king has sway. It's the place where his laws govern the land. His justice determines cases. And therefore, where that king's will is done. When we seek the kingdom of God, we realize that there is a battle in our world. There is a battle between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. In Christ, the kingdom of God has come. It has made that glorious foothold in our lives. And if we have been born again in Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God is in us, the place where God reigns. But to seek that kingdom then means that we seek to see God's reign increasing. 
We want God to rule us more. We want God to rule in this earth more. We want God's justice and God's truth, God's gospel to conquer hearts and to lead many children to glory. That is to be our first and greatest priority. That is to be what we live for. You know, in this world, people have all kinds of goals and priorities. If you're in business, you may be familiar with the idea of setting goals. Perhaps it's objectives and key results that you're after. Every three or six or yearly goals, you determine what you'll be focusing on for the time to come and you invest yourself to achieve what you think is of greatest importance. You might not be a business person, though. Maybe you've never heard of this kind of goal setting, but you still have your goals. Maybe you come to work and you see a friend say on Monday, five more days until the weekend. And you know he has a goal of getting to the weekend. Maybe you're someone who loves your sports and you're practicing your running day by day to get your time down. Or maybe you're past the time when you can still get your running in and you love to watch your sports from the couch. Your goal is to watch your team lift the trophy. We all have goals and we all have ways in which we shape our lives based on what's important. We might not go to someone's house when the game is on at night. We might not stay up late if we want to make sure we're working out early in the morning. The question is, do we let the goal of Christ's kingdom change our priorities and change what's important to us, change the way we live? What might it look like? What does it mean to seek first God's kingdom? Well, first and foremost, it means we have to take our own life and salvation seriously. You know, when the Bible speaks of the life of faith, it speaks of it as a fight, a good fight, or as a race. And Paul, the great apostle who was a model for us in so many areas of Christian living, he recognized that he had to guard his own life carefully. He says in 1 Corinthians 9.26, I run, speaking of the race of the Christian, in this way, not with uncertainty. I fight in this way, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. What does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? It kind of takes us back to our message from last week. It means we discipline our own lives to remember what is truly important. We discipline our own lives to remember God. We guard our private times to make sure we're reading the Bible. We might enjoy times listening to God's word preached through this broadcast or others. We take time to serve because to be a Christian means not only we take in God's truth, but we live it out. And so maybe we take time in serving the poor or helping out with the needy, or the widow who can't wash her windows anymore. We guard our own life and obedience and salvation carefully. We want to know if we know the truths of God's word, if we are anchored in them. We take time to pray. And when we find ourselves facing sin, we run from temptation and pray that God will keep us from it. When we fall, we are quick to repent acknowledge our need for help, and stand up again looking to Christ to press on in the Christian life. To seek first God's kingdom means we take our own life and salvation seriously. 
It also means we take the salvation of others seriously. In fact, in this passage, Jesus would go on to call us to, to sell what we have and give alms and provide ourselves money bags which don't grow old, treasure in heavens that do not fail. One of the callings of the church is given to us in the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey all that Christ has commanded us. As we consider what it means to seek first the kingdom, surely part of that call is to realize that we are to see God's reign, God's rule, conquering the hearts of those around us. We want them to become Christian. Now, that's a very important thing, especially in today's culture, because we can be tempted in today's world to fight as if we're fighting a battle with the tools of the flesh. We can try and fight by holding protests. We can try to fight by signing petitions. Now, there's a place for protests and there's a place for petitions. Perhaps some Christians have even fought by having riots. I don't think there's a place for that. But when we look at what it means to truly build God's kingdom, we realize what was said in Zechariah 4, verse 6, is not by might, not by power, but by God's Spirit. What Paul says in Romans 1, 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. How are people set free from darkness? They're set free by the message of the life and light of Christ. Hence, Paul teaches Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 that we should not be those who argue, but we should teach gently, with humility, correcting those who are in opposition, that God may perhaps grant them repentance, they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil. You see, to seek first the kingdom means we crucify our flesh, and we trust in God's tools, the gospel, prayer, humility, love, turning the other cheek in an effort to bring others to come to know Christ. But it also means that we seek God's truth and justice in this world. It means we stand as a light for those who can't stand for themselves. We look at the oppressed and we realize that God hates injustice. And so perhaps we join a pro-life march. Perhaps we do write a letter not because we want to see changes simply through external means, but because we want to see the poor and the weak defended. And we may take time in our lives to make sure we're living by what is true and right and just, as seen in our Savior, that God's kingdom may come and God's will may be done. You see, the truth that matters, the, the truths we need to know, they not only impact our own well-being, but they change the way we live. They change our priorities. So we begin to be free to seek the things of God's kingdom, knowing God is worth it and God will provide for all we lack. In the week to come, will you take up this challenge? Will you put a focus upon seeking your own spiritual well-being, making sure you are living near to God? Will you take up a challenge of striving to be a light through which God can bring others to Christ, knowing you don't have the power to change hearts, but you do have a calling to be a light for the gospel? And will you take up the calling of being a light for God in this world, that as Jesus speaks in Matthew 5, the nations may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven? Will you live as a testimony of God's saving grace? and seek his kingdom. 
May the Lord bless you as you continue to live in this world. If you want to learn more about what it means to know Christ Jesus, to follow him and know the confidence of who God is through Jesus, please contact us. The information will be given at the end of the show. And tune in next week as we continue to study Luke chapter 12. May the Lord help us to do so. And we encourage you to tune in next week as we see God's good pleasure in giving us the kingdom that we seek. Amen.